Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Launch University Podcast. My name is Kevin Jennings, and I am one of the co-founders and mentors at Launch University, where we have a couple of goals, but none bigger than helping you turn your good intentions into reality and sustaining it. Because we believe if you're a go-getter, you're going to be drawn to launching something That's who you are by nature. You're going to be launching a new idea, a new project, a business, something that's going to require some creative energy, but it's likely going to make you step into uncertainty and then you'll feel stuck, right? You'll feel stuck by some ambiguity around your next step or just a lack of clarity on a, on a game plan or how to move forward. But we believe if you're empowered with proven principles and practices that you will not just achieve your goal, but you will become a difference maker. That's right. You will have something that transforms who you are along the way and gives you what you need to make sure anytime you step into another project or another idea that you can be a difference maker. So this podcast is for all the entrepreneurs, aspiring and practicing. It's for the entrepreneurs, those who are working inside of an organization trying to make a difference. And some of those nonprofit leaders out there that feel like they have a cause that is going to be bigger than themselves and cause them to go out and build a system, an organization, a structure to accomplish that mission. Now, if you have been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you will know that much of what we do and believe at Launch University is based on this idea of design thinking, this idea, this practice, this principles that help launchers more systematically bring the best out of their ideas. There are stages in which you can go through systematically to make the most of your ideas. And we actually wrote about this in an ebook we give away. It's called The Launch Loop. And it's five steps that are guaranteed to get your ideas off the ground. So if you like to get that, you can just text the word launchpad, all one word, to 345-345 and have that sent straight to your phone. That's launchpad, all one word, to 345-345. But... In addition to that, we want to dig into that topic today with Jason and Hillary DeMeo of We Are Curio, which is actually a design thinking firm in Florida. And so they have worked with universities, they've worked with churches, they work with small businesses, um, and they've helped them more systematically integrate a culture and a process for innovation. So in today's episode, we're going to be unpacking their story, and we'll also be giving a definition to design thinking. So we'll talk about what it is and how you can use it to maximize your ideas. So let's get right into it. Here is my conversation with Jason and Hillary DeMeo. 
Well, I have the pleasure today to be with two buddies of mine that I had a pleasure to, to get to know a little bit um, over the past year, and that's Jason and Hillary DeMeo, the founders of We Are Curio, a design thinking firm based in Florida. Um, and and they have come... Now, anyone who's to this podcast, even from the very first episode, we start talking about design thinking from day one, not because we're experts, but because we believe in it so much. Um, everybody on this team is an enthusiast. Uh, I think the person with the most experience is probably David Farmer who works for Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A actually sent David out to IDO to sit at their feet and learn a little bit about the principles and how and how Chick-fil-A could apply from these principles. And, and David actually led the development of the Innovation Center at Chick-fil-A that uses design thinking principles. But we've never had design thinking experts on this podcast. And so mm-hmm. when I had a chance to connect with Jason and Hillary, I said, hey, if, if, if whenever you give me some time, I would love to make sure that we can dig deeper on this concept of you leveraging this idea and this process for innovation. I think anybody who's listening to this podcast, you have an idea and you and you are really passionate about it. But if I told you there was a process that would help you be more successful and reduce some of the inherent uncertainty that comes with developing your idea, you would be all for it. And that's why we had to get them here on today. So Jason, Hillary, thank you for being here. Totally. We're so excited to be with you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So I just want to start with um, hearing your stories, individuals. Um, you know, obviously, you, they, they don't know, obviously. You two are husband and wife team, which makes, yeah. it, which, which makes us even uh, more fascinating and, and cool to me. So, so <laughs> dynamic. Hear, yeah, it's a cool dynamic. So I would love to hear your story, um, how the two of you even got together, and, 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 then, and then what what made We Are Curio come to be? Yeah. Hmm. All the way back to where we got together, like come on. I mean, well, I mean, well, I, mean I, I think we'll we're, the short version. <laughs> we're, we're all suckers for love stories. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, all I know is I met Hillary. I, I'll give a you'll, you you add a lot I, more I than I. I'll just give the framework. I met her the first day at college. Very first day was sitting right behind her, and I was like, "There's something special about this girl." I shook her hand <laughs> and like had a good conversation with her. And I don't know, from that day on, I was like, I'm, a, I'm at least going to try to go on a date with Hillary. And I randomly gave her uh, <laughs> my, my mixtape because I was rapping back in the day. Yes. And I was like, if, if she can at least, maybe she'll put it in her uh, CD player, you know, back in the day CD. <laughs> maybe she'll be listening to me and like, she'll think about me. And so anyway, we, our friends became friends with one another. Our group started hanging out together. And uh, yeah, we ended up going on a date and it worked out. Yes. I, I mean, I, I see it similar, but also I kept <laughs> seeing this guy keep reoccurring with our friend group. And I was just excited to be at college. And I'm like, there's Christian boys everywhere. Like, this is just so fun. And he kept re, re showing up and coming with my friends. And I was like, okay, you're cute. I'll go on a date with you. And then we dated all through college for like three years and got married. And we'll celebrate 13 years of marriage this summer. So. Amazing. We have a little girl and we're having a ton of fun and really kind of grew up together in the sense of met at 18 and 19 and have kind of figured out this life in Florida together. So we're completely opposite. Yes. If you look at like Myers-Briggs, all letters are different. Enneagram, we're on opposite sides of the wheel. Like we just see life differently. But to kind of transition a little bit to the consulting world, it's been 
what really people I think love working with us because we see male female side of things. We see like introvert, more structured, more uh, open mind, like whatever it is, introvert, extrovert. We kind of bring both together. So it's been a long journey, 13 years of really learning to work together, to really value each other's strengths. And now I think God is leveraging it in a way that is really helping a lot of people and organizations. Um, so it's been, it's been a neat journey. That so, yeah. was beautiful. Keep going, keep going, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just going to say, in kind of the same way Jason discovered me, he kind of discovered design thinking. So Jason's a Go very uh, curious person. He sees something unique and uh, maybe beautiful, if I can say. Yeah. And then I think it was kind of even how design thinking, you, you discovered it. And so, yeah, you can kind of talk about how you found design thinking and relentlessly pursued it. Yeah, I mean, we were... Um, I worked at Geico for five years and was in like corporate America, which was great. There was a big future there for me. I, I liked it. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I liked the company. I'll say that. I, I didn't vibe with the work. It wasn't my style. And I felt like I really wanted to help people. And so I ended up uh, transitioning. I got a master's degree uh, in ministry leadership and transitioned to, to pastoring. And then I did that for about five years. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of that pastoring, um, I really followed my nose and like fell in love with design. I fell in love with art. I fell in love with just kind of like architecture, all these things. I started an Etsy shop called Curio, <laughs> where I sold the most rare and unique things that I found at garage sales in Florida. For I'd find them for like five bucks and sell them for like 200 to people in New York City or whatever. And so I just had this eye for curation and for kind of finding things that uh, really had integrity to them. And then um, went up to Harvard, or actually uh, before that, I, I found IDEO. <laughs> I found the D, uh, the D school at Stanford randomly and just fell in love. I was like, this is, this is how I've been leading and thinking my whole life. Like I, I tell people the principles of design thinking a lot and they're like, oh, I do that. I'm like, yeah, this is incredible. Now you have language for it because mm -hmm. you are a creative person. You are a creative leader. Some people don't get it at all. And that's, that's another whole thing too. Mm -hmm. But some people, they, you just read about design thinking, you hear what it is and you're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense to me. So that, that was my uh, experience. I got a certificate from Harvard and me and Hillary really felt like, I think this is the framework. We've always been innovative people. Hillary's spent a decade in organizational development and master's education. degree in there, you know, like Dean of students, like all in higher ed. We're like, let's put our ideas together, our, our skills and gifts together. And I think design thinking is kind of the foundation of how we can help organizations and people be innovative. So all that being said, then Curio was launched. I started off uh, running it myself for about six months. I was doing workshops and things on creativity and innovation and just starting to pick up some clients, that kind of stuff. Wasn't fully like built out or baked yet. And Hillary was like, this is awesome. I, I want to do what you're doing. I'm coming on board. I'm like, well, you were supposed to give me two years <laughs> so I can get this thing off the ground. And uh, she jumped on board and maybe you want to add a little bit. You know, yeah. And that was three years ago. And I, I could just see kind of the momentum of where he was headed, but I could also see where my passions align. And um, really, I think with design thinking, it, it's a spectrum where both there's an appreciation for the right brain and the left brain mm -hmm. thinkers. And so Jason's very right brain, very creative. And, and I can lean into that side as well. Mm -hmm. But then 
also maybe linear, a more linear or systematic thinker. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, if we're going to be a design thinking company and we're going to help right and left bring people in an appreciation for both, we kind of need both, you know, aspects of this. Yeah. And so um, it would have been great for Jason to go on, but he would have had to really pull the left brain people into the right. But I, I have a great empathy for them and vice versa. And so it just really seemed right. Mm-hmm. And we, we complement each other. And he was kind of, he was going into the mystery of this company, but we needed some systems and some structure and process. And that's what I, I bring to the table. And so, I mean, th- we just, our skills worked so quickly to, and mm-hmm. match so quickly that we were, we have only been doing this for three years and like it's going so incredibly well, but, be, and we're just so blessed, but we feel like it's because we built who we were before we even started. And then overlaying the process or complementing the process with that has allowed us to really like serve a wider range of clients together. And for now, for those who are listening, the one thing you can't see is their body. I'm, I, we're on video and I see their body language. And it's just so cool <laughs> to see the, the way you two are interacting with each other when the other one talks about the other person. And so like, Aww. no, it's, it's, it's true. It's really, it's, you know, it's really awesome because it's like, it is um, one of those things where we can all say, oh yeah, my spouse is different from me. We're opposites. Um, now I've never met anyone who has the Myers-Briggs having, and having the exact opposite <laughs> on every single letter. Um, but, 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 what's so cool, but what's so cool about that is I think, I mean, I can tell that you two have such a deep appreciation for your differences. And based on what I know about design thinking, I can tell that that because you two get to experience the value of being different every day. You know, you go to work and you see how each of you being different is adding so much value to your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that, and, I, and I'm sure that makes you like celebrate that even more. Where sometimes, diff- right. where sometimes differences, you know, especially at home, they don't always feel like something worth celebrating. Um, mm-hmm. But I can tell, I can tell that. It's, so I'm, it makes me more excited about the conversation. So I, I have a question. So you've been on for three years, but but I want to just kind of stop for one second and say, okay, before we go any further, how do you two describe what design thinking is? And then how do you describe to people who are just new to the concept what it's used for? Mm-hmm. It's great. I think at, at its core, design thinking is about problem solving. Like design thinkers are problem solvers. Designers, to me, sit in the center, like Hillary said. They're kind of the mediators between mm-hmm. form and function. They're kind of the mediators between art and science you know someone who's a designer that's a good designer. And a lot of times they're kind of sitting in that middle place and thinking and kind of pulling and synthesizing things together, making compromises with everybody and trying to like put something out there. So to me, I mean, design thinking, it's about problem solving, but it pulls from the designer's toolkit. So if you can kind of put yourself in the, in the mindset of like an, an architect or even like a, like a fashion designer and the way that they, one, understand who they're serving, mm-hmm. who their market is first, deep empathy, deep understanding of the people that they're serving. And then typically a designer is, is probably an experimenter. They are, they're pulling together, you know, form and function, cloth. And like, if it's a fashion designer, they're, you know, cutting and and using rulers and making sure it's the right dimensions, but they're also looking to see if it has the right form and the, and the feel and the look and everything. And so, I mean, you could say like quintessential people, like, like a Steve Jobs, who was so focused on 
the mechanics and the engineering of what he worked mm-hmm. on, but like so incredibly focused on the form, the beauty and the, of the an user iPhone, experience, yeah. the 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 beauty of the iPhone. And so, to me, design thinking is the. There's lots of frameworks out there, but it's the best for pulling together art and science. And when those two things come together, like incredible things happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get too much into faith about this, but like I see God as the kind of greatest designer because he's pulled together art and science and we live in this world that works so well on the scientific side, but is also so incredibly beautiful on the other side. And so I think in God's image, this really, this framework fits as a kind of uh, way to solve problems and to create things that matter in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a long answer, but maybe you could ask a follow-up question. No, th- <laughs> no actually, I think that was part. That was, that was fantastic. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've actually rarely heard it described so simply. Um, oh, which, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, sincerely. Taking a lot of years. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Um, my question would be really for, for Hillary. Do you have anything you want to add to that or, or a way you also articulate the same idea? Hmm, that's a good. Um, I think for me, design thinking gave language to a process that appreciated both the right and left brain thinker or the art and science. I think a lot of times mm-hmm. design thinking can seem so lofty and or right brain. Or so yeah, or like so right brain. Like, yeah, it's like or... and I, I could hear it and I could see it. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Like I'm not, you know, the Herman Millers, the Eameses of the world or the Steve Jobs. And I'm like, okay, I'm a systems creator. I'm an, I, I, I create experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I design a lot of like real things in the world for people to enjoy. And then, but then the more I understood it, I was like, no, this is actually an appreciation for both sides of the pe- like at the table, like a right brain thinker mm-hmm. or a left brain. And so it's like, well, I, so it gave me language to actually what I had been, how I'd been leading for 10 years. And so it gave me a reality to say, oh, let's actually make this extremely practical. Like let's take this concept of design thinking and it's a very institutionalized, it's very like kind of a heady concept that people like to talk about. And I think they've maybe it's, you know, it's been used for almost like the elite in essence. And it's like, and so for me, I'm very practical. And I was like, let's pull this down into practicality and let's like make this accessible and Mm -hmm. affordable to the masses. Like let's everybody, because I work with so many teams and so many people, they're so frustrated because they're, they're leaders. (laughs) They're so creative. They don't understand where they're going or they're so regimented that they, there's no freedom. And it's like, I'm like, let's create a framework and a process that pretty much everybody can enjoy. And there's space for everybody at the team. And especially if they're going to, if their first thing they start with is everybody starts on the line of empathy then they can all start at the same playing field and then they can start going an appreciation for you as a creative, you as a logistics person, you as the accountant are just as important as the designer or the, you know, as this person on the team. And so for me, I was like, this is going to set so many organizations Mm -hmm. free and empower them. And instead of competing against, you know, Uh organizational lines, it's actually going to bring teams together and we'll get back to the heart of solving problems yeah. and being innovative because the world has so many issues right. and we need collaboration, but we need empathy and we need to learn how to appreciate both. So for me, I, I clicked and I got it. So once I got it, I was like, oh, everybody needs this. Mm-hmm. So so, so here's my follow-up to both of you with this now is when I hear, the when you kind of hit on it, uh, Hillary, when, you, when, when I hear the word design, Especially as a, mm-hmm. as a as a marketing as, as a marketer, you know, for the past several years of my life, it, it it's always connected to something aesthetically, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I and I think that's in my opinion one of the first things I think where people get stuck. Yes. When they when they hear this term because it's because like hey, my understanding of design is is always form. It's always yeah. the the way you know, the way things look, the way things feel, the way and I and I but 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 I know when you talk about design is holistic. So when you say a designer's toolkit, you're using design with a different understanding of what design means. So what what is that? Like, what is design? The word design in this context. I was just going to even add to that. There's an appreciation for it's easy for us to identify as a designer, as like an artist or a graphic designer, because we can physically see what they make. But I feel that I am a designer, and that design is for mm-hmm. everyone. Is because. I design solutions as a systematic thinker. The accountant on our teams design financial solutions who then give you budgets and then you can go right. launch initiatives. We there is a designer so it's this it's a pause in our thinking and thinking no longer is this a designer is just a you know this artistic thing that you yeah. can maybe experience but actually design is when all of us tap into this thinking and this beauty and our giftings and you see maybe new solutions and maybe even just like creatively approach your talent. Like, so I can't sing. I'm really bad singer. I can't, you know, I can't paint or any of these things, but I can systematically bring a solution that's like, can make someone's life really helpful and beautiful because they enjoy that. Just like, let's think, take Amazon, for instance, like shipping. We don't know how any of this happens, right. but magically two days later, somebody has had a left brain and they have made that logistically show up to my door. And so I think it's this design is no longer just kept for the tangible you know, items of art, but really expanded into when our gifts are used to our fullest potential we now get to give it credit as you designed something for people. That's helpful. My only my only tag on that would be is that I think design almost synonymous with the word design for me is intentionality. Mm-hmm. So wow. like if something is intentionally done, yes. there's a design to it. Like you have designed your morning routine. You know, like we're all different, but you know, we're all trying to get to coffee in some way, you know, like (laughs) you've thought through, I want to wake up in the morning and then I want to take a moment to reflect, get in the shower. You like, if you, you either kind of go through life, Mm -hmm. not thinking, or you go through life and take responsibility for it. And that's where design comes in. So it's like, if you have a bad morning every morning, you're probably not designing very well. You've designed a bad morning. So it's like, I think anytime your team together gets intentional, you start getting into that design space. And then I was just going to say to your question earlier, like design, not just being like physical objects or things like that. I'm reading an incredible book right now. I just finished it actually called Friction. And the idea is that good brands reduce friction between them and the consumer. So anything that like is, you go to a website, it's confusing, that's friction. You go to a, a place of worship and I don't know where to go when I walk in, that's a, that's a piece of friction. And so I think that design thinking looks at all of those little mini micro problems, yeah. macro and micro problems and says, we want to make these better. And as soon as you yeah. start just making the little things better, like yeah. you're saying accountants making processes better, but then the creative people making their designs better. Yes. It's like, is when everybody starts seeing that I can design better solutions and I have the agency to do that, like you'll unleash your whole organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all see that in Chick-fil-A. It's done right. so incredibly every well. Touch. Every touch. Every single end. thing has been thought through 
There is, there's not the friction. We enjoy it. So true. We know even if they make a mistake, they're going to fix it and yep. they're going to apologize. And then I'll see lines circling around yes. Chick-fil-A and I'm like, I'm still going because they're going to be moving them through quickly. Yeah. Like they just have found ways, better ways of doing yeah. it. So that's a, that's a great example. Well, well, first of all, I mean, guys, I know I've talked to you before offline. And so <laughs> I'm, I mean, I keep smiling because I feel like I do feel like you two are putting together one of the best descriptions I've ever heard. Uh, oh, since, no, sincerely, I, this this feels so accessible because I think as a the, the reason design thing I think sometimes for a business person is so impactful is because you are literally undoing years of other thinking, right? So yeah. I yes. go I, so I, I go to school to get my bachelor's in business or MBA, and they help me learn a lot of strategies around certain functions. You're going to dig deep in marketing strategy. You're going to dig deep in HR. You're going to dig deep in these pieces. And they pile on all these layers of ideas, which might be really good ideas. And, I'm, and you know, I'm not going to question if, you know, there are certain, you know, certain management theories and communication. Yeah, they're, they're, those are fantastic tools and great ideas. But at some point, you get further and further away from the simplicity that that design thing puts you right back in. I mean, I, I, wrote, yeah. I wrote down in my notes when uh, from something uh, Hillary said, I said, empathy is a starting line. I was like, oh, I love that idea. Like this idea, like, mm-hmm. hey, I can, I'm like, that's just powerful all by itself because that's so different yeah. from what you learn as you get deeper into business mm-hmm. and, and try to learn all the nuances of how to do this. Um, and, and so you two unpack some powerful ideas. And one thing I also heard was that human-centered design thinking is about problem-solving. Mm-hmm. finding solutions. So, so tell me if I'm articulating that correctly. Yes. So my question becomes then what are the steps to problem solving with this mm-hmm. method? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's great. Um, so we pretty much say there's for us, our company, and then it's uh, design thinking people would say this, but it's like, it's the mindsets, it's the process and it's the tools. Yeah. And th- and then you could say it's the team. Mm-hmm. It's the people that you bring together. So, so say that one more time then. So process, yeah, so let's mindsets, say, uh, mindsets, process, tools, and then it's the people, the team that you're around. And so that, that's why, so design thinking, like you said, it's simple, but it's, it's an ecosystem. It's complex. It takes time to really unlearn some stuff so that you can relearn some stuff. So for us, we have eight mindsets that our company kind of runs by, um, dig deep, embrace the unknown, reimagine play, collaborate diversely, prove it. I'm looking at it right now. Hack the system leave it better and design is for everyone. I won't unpack all of those, but we've carefully built um, a culture around those eight ideas. And so the mindsets, you've got to kind of kind of flip your mindsets on some things mm-hmm. before it even you get into the process. Once, and we, we actually wrote a book called Rethinking Innovation. So you guys can pre-order that. I don't mean to be all salesy or whatever, but that no, talks no, about- Plug it, our, plug it, buddy, plug it. Uh, <laughs> that talks about our mindsets and how you can start developing those mindsets that you need. So it's kind of like the first thing. I will say just a plug in there is I personally had an appreciation for design thinking when I first heard Jason talk about it, but I could not grasp it until I shifted my mindsets. And I realized that I had some old mindsets. I have a master's in org leadership. So it's like I had what you were just talking about theories. I am a professor. I taught these theories and I couldn't jump into the necessarily practicing design thinking mm-hmm. until I really examined my mindsets. And we see that all the time. We'll know right away, you're not the right client. You don't, you won't change your mindset. You won't, you won't. So for me, it's like you put on mindsets. They're different than values. Like value is something like you appreciate. Mindsets are something that you like embody. And so I feel like when people get the right mindset, then they're like, okay, I've got the gear on, I'm ready. Then you can participate and activate the process. But until that shift happens, 
it doesn't matter how much you appreciate design thinking, you won't be like flexible enough or really free, like carefree enough to let the process happen because you're going to want to control it. You're going to want to, you know, A plus B equal. It's, it's not, it's not like necessarily linear like that. You have to let some flunk, like fluidness come and some mystery ex- happen. And that was a really, honestly, a big shift for me. And I realized that. And then now that I've had those mindsets, I can appreciate the process. That's good. And then the process and tools, I think, really work together. The tools are what are happening inside of the phases of the process. And the process isn't necessarily linear because design thinking is not really linear. But we kind of do follow similar steps to start the process off. And so what we say is that every idea needs an AIDA. So our process is AIDA, which is immerse, expand, design, and act. So immerse, expand, design, act. We build every meeting, every workshop, every way we kind of come to solve a problem is all based off of AIDA. And so um, really in the immerse phase, you're really, it's all about empathy. You're listening deeply. You're interviewing people. You're doing feedback grids. You are just really immersing yourself, doing some research and development, kind of deep listening. Expand is where now you've kind of understood the identity of the problem. Now let's expand. Let's go as wide as possible. Come up with ideas. I mean, there's brainstorming, brainwriting, there's all kinds of like mood boards, idea boards, idea mentors, all kinds of ways that you can do that and kind of go wide. Then you move into uh, design. So you've gone from immersing yourself to expanding on the idea. Now everything's kind of out there on the table. Now you've got to curate and say, what are the things we're actually going to try to move forward? So then we move into the design phase. And design phase, there's really two things inside of that. It's prototyping and it's testing. So you, you put together something, we even call them crap ups sometimes where it's like, just get, show me something, show me that you've like done something that we can interact with, that a stakeholder can work with. And then we can iterate. It's pretty much just an iterative process at that point of, of prototyping, taking it to your stakeholder. Mm -hmm. Does this work? Do you like this? What do you, what don't you like about it? Test it and then redo the prototype iteratively over and over again until you've got something great. And then act is really rolling out that launch plan, like putting together a strategy for, okay, our prototype is good enough that we're ready to roll it out in a bigger fashion. How are we going to do that? So, um, so yeah, so three, immerse, expand, design, act. And uh, we use our mindsets inside of that and the tools. There's lots of different tools that we use to kind of pull out what we need with the client or the person that we're working with. Okay, let's pause the conversation right here. Um, when I was actually talking to Jason and Hillary, we got so into the conversation that we went for another half hour. So uh, we've decided to actually make this a part one and a part two. But I think this is the perfect time for us to stop, reflect, and kind of process what we just learned. The I, this idea that essentially design thinking is a systematic way, a process that we can actually solve problems and add value. And I love this idea of prototyping. Now, we so we believe heavily into that here at Launch University, the power of prototyping, the power of feedback. And I just think the way they described it was so perfect, so simple, yet easy to wrap our minds around as we take some next steps. But at the essence of it all, what I loved was that they challenged us to evaluate our mindsets, that if we still come to work and to the things we are called to do every day in our jobs and we think about them the same old way, we are likely to struggle. And so 
that is one thing I think we can all do is start saying, how am I approaching this problem mentally? Am I thinking about bringing in different disciplines? Am I thinking about slowing down and clearly defining the problem before I jump into solving it? Am I making sure I'm, I'm exercising extreme empathy for the people on the other end of the solution, for the people who I am being called to help? If so, I'm much more likely to develop a solution that will work long term and something that people will actually want to pay for so I can continue to serve them beyond this moment in time. And so my big takeaway I thought was, Kevin, evaluate your mindsets, make sure you have a great process, make sure you're bringing the right tools and the right team to the table so you can make a difference and make the most of your ideas. Well, I hope you got something out of it. And if you did, uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you get part two next week. We'd also love for you to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For those who don't know what that is, that is iTunes, because that is how you can help us spread the word. People will trust your opinion about the podcast over ours. <laughs> and so if you enjoyed this podcast, your perspective, your positive rating or review will actually help other people discover the podcast and we would greatly appreciate it. In addition, we do the hard work every single week of making sure there's a summary of this episode. Links to books or websites we reference are available on launchuniversity.com. That's Y-O-U with university.com forward slash podcast. You'll find the entire archive there, but you'll find this episode right at the top or near the top based on when you're listening to this and you'll be able to find the show notes. So we'd love for you to check those out so you can drive safely, enjoy your commute, enjoy your workout, your yard work, whatever you're doing while you're listening. And lastly, we'd love for you to share with a friend. If there's someone you believe in that you think could benefit from this content, we'd love for you to share it with them as well. And before I go, I have to tell you about something new we've just launched called Elevator Pitch. It is an online workshop style course that is designed to help you communicate your great idea so you can gain momentum. We've all experienced a situation where a friend of ours, a spouse, a, um, a family member has come to us to express an idea they're excited about. And unfortunately, we do not understand what they're talking about. And that is what happens to us as well. Bad communication is often the graveyard of good ideas. But if, if you have a clear, compelling, and concise message, you can gain momentum. And we are committed to helping you with this new course that is designed to help you use minimum words to get maximum results. So if you'd love to learn more about the course, go to myelevatorpitch.net. That's myelevatorpitch.net. Well, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Launch University podcast. And we hope to have you back next week for part two of our interview with Jason and Hillary DeMeo of We Are Curio. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.